Chansey Elementary kindergarten teacher Karen Stone says she surveys families at the beginning of the year to find out who has access to the Internet and who has a cell phone. All the parents in her class have one or the other, so students send tweets and short online voice messages to parents throughout the day. She calls them I can statements. All right, Brady, uh, can you tell folks what dialogue is? Two people are talking. It says what the student said, so it might have Johnny saying, I can identify three vowels in a word. And so a parent might be at work and they'll get this tweet coming in and they can see their child learning or see what their child's learning. They can hear what their child's learning. Stone has been on the forefront of pushing technology to the hands of JCPS students. She was recently granted $17,000 to have an iPad for everyone in class, but she also uses Skype. And we've had a dad in the military uh, two years ago, and he was in Afghanistan, and we Skyped with him, and he Skyped with us for Veterans Day and was able to tell us the different things that people do in the military besides carry a gun. You know, that was one of the things, you know, we did a whole project on what is the military, and the kids, the chief thing is they just thought they carried guns, and so he was able to show us what he was able to show us. There's, there's no doubt that online learning is here to stay. Paul Lanata is the director of JCPS Library Media Services. He says the role of the librarian hasn't changed much the past decade. They still promote literacy, provide resources, and work with teachers to enhance curriculum. But the tools that they use have changed dramatically and continue to change every day. Lanata says there's no single prescription for how much technology needs to be in the classroom. He says each school needs to serve its individual programs and students. But some schools have put a larger emphasis on 21st century learning. All schools receive the same amount of per-student funding. But Lanata says it's up to each school to allocate funds to the library. And he says schools spend anywhere from $0 to $25 per student annually. I'm sure they're, that they're making tough decisions. This is likely why Brandeis Elementary, which is a technology magnet school, is ahead of the curve. The school boasts a green screen and lights like a small broadcast studio. And students use flip cams to make videos. It's a rainforest. You're going to see golden lion tamarind, African elephant. Librarian Melissa Bell has posted podcasts to the cloud. A podcast at Brandeis is a short book recommendation that exists online for others to see. We had one girl who took, I think, nine different books home, and she took them home to India. They used a flip camera, and you would see people with a, a background completely different than what we have with our Brandeis book right there, and they're talking about these books that we have here and why they would recommend that book for our school. The students do their own editing with Bell's assistance, and the editing programs the school uses don't cost a dime. The reason we use free programs is because... Our kids are leaving me, and I want them, once they leave here, to have all the skills that they need when they go home. The idea with all this is to expand media literacy and to engage students in the technology which they now use to communicate. Again, kindergarten teacher Karen Stone. This is the 21st century, and the students we're teaching today are digital natives. We're the immigrants. They, they were born into this. And so it's our responsibility to provide them with an experience and an opportunity to engage technology meaningfully and responsibly. And it's their right to have access to it. As more technology has become integrated in schools, it's become another way for students to engage in content and to strengthen their communicating skills. But it's also becoming another way to connect parents to their child's education. Devin Kadiyama, WFPL News.